Welcome to the Artemisian. Today I'll be doing a live tarot reading for one of my patrons. This is a fairly new offering. When you join, you get access to the divinations submission form where you can submit a brief open-ended explorative question. And I in turn pull cards live on air and you get a short reading. And the goal of this is twofold. One, I, I want to demonstrate on these audio podcasts, different practices of interacting with the psyche, interacting with unconscious material. And so that will range from dream work to tarot, active imagination, alchemy, all that good stuff. Um, but I want it to also provide a kind of insight that you maybe would only get if you were sitting with a practitioner and what does it look like as they move through these practices or what's going through my head as I break down and analyze a dream and tarot, I think can be a really interesting, exciting practice, but it can sometimes feel like a difficult barrier of entry. What does a reading really look like? How do I read for myself? How do I read for others? And my hope is that by doing these Patreon readings, you, the listener, will get a little bit of insight into that process and can hopefully apply it to yourself. And my patrons get a reading. So with that in mind, I have a submission today. And the question is, where do I find my strength? Very simple very to the point. And, and that's good because that's what these um, prompts or inquiries should be. And when I read this, if I may be so bold as to sort of sit with what comes up for myself and kind of project the, the potentials of what this means, I often think about how we contemplate this type of question to ourselves when we feel unanchored from a place of grounding from a place of strength and we're sort of looking to something for something to grab onto and outwardly when we are struggling for that or inwardly when we're struggling for that can be really difficult to know how to begin to rebuild those pieces or how to find a new orientation that feels like it really grounds us and these kind of practices like tarot and dreams ones that create a channel and connect us to the deeper layers of our psyche, I think are especially powerful and especially useful during these periods of times because there are limitations to our consciousness. There are limitations to ego's awareness. And if we can accept that and be open to something else, a different message that points us in a direction we might not have thought to go in, we might start to find some shifts or changes or even just a little bit of an ejection of that feeling of, of hope and potential in life. So with that in mind, I'm going to draw a card. I guess I should first give like a brief intro into how I read tarot. So I would say doing a reading at its most fundamental level um, begins with really two pillars. The first is having a question, having a prompt, having an intention of why you're coming to the cards, and then 
kind of building the reading out, usually through having a kind of spread or knowing what the cards mean as you draw them. Um, my style of tarot is very loose, um, very intuitive, kind of structureless. It's a stru- structureless structure if I had to. That probably doesn't make any sense, but hopefully I'll demonstrate that. Essentially what I like to do is always have something to anchor the reading in. What is your question? What is going on? What is most alive for you in this moment that you need clarity on? So in this case, it's the question, where do I find my strength? Now it's time to draw those cards. And for me, I'm not going to be using, um, a a spread, but I will create a spread on the fly. I will begin with this prompt. Where do I find my strength? I will draw a card. And then from that, it's almost like active imagination. I feel that I enter into dialogue with the cards and with the kind of flow of insight messages, images, emotions, sensations, etc., that come up as I begin this process. And when I do this, Naturally, what usually comes is another prompt, another question, something else that we want to go deeper on. And so each time I do a reading, I don't know how many cards I'm going to pull. (laughs) Um, I don't know what it's going to look like. It could be 15 cards. It could be three cards. It could be six cards. I don't know. It's, I like the spontaneity of that because like active imagination, when you begin to dialogue with the images of the unconscious, you don't really know what's going to unfold. And as you talk kind of back and forth between you and the cards or you and the cards and the client you're working with, there's all of these interesting little nuances that present themselves. And I want to be able to explore them without feeling that there's like a rigid structure of a reading that's preventing that. So that's my rationale. Hopefully that makes sense. We begin, as I mentioned, with where do I find my strength and drawing a card. So shuffling, um, overhand shuffle, see what random card flies out. Um, That's my style. There's no wrong way to shuffle and draw a card. You just figure out what works for yourself. So the first card coming up is the king of cups reversed. Now the king of cups is a court card. I like to think about these figures as sort of personifications of personality dynamics. The complex is personified um, attributes of typical modes of being that have taken the shape of a figure. So the king, the queen, the knight, and the page. And the king of cups kind of is upright, usual way of expression is is a personification of an emotional maturity balance calmness amongst the emotional feeling realm so that his ability to mediate the inner experiences of his own emotions or feeling states is constantly tempered by probably a lot of deep inner work so king and queen are both um, expressions of maturity and the king himself has this natural capacity to navigate 
the the waves of the tumultuous emotional relational realm the cups represent water that's the element of of feeling and emotions relationships and of course we get into kind of like the depths of the unconscious whenever we're in the watery realm so usually when the king of cups comes up in an upright position there's this feeling of Okay, so your strength is in your ability to navigate these emotional dynamics and feel balanced to feel that you can meet the emotions that come up in yourself or in others and you don't get pushed violently or swing violently like that pendulum from one side to the other. There's a a depth of, of connection to one's inner states and certainly the emotional and feeling states of others that allows that king to move and sort of glide through it in a balanced way. Now, when a card is reversed, we are dealing with some sort of distortion to that. doesn't immediately mean it's a negative valence, but something is stressed here. Something has distorted this king's usual ability to navigate the emotional feeling space um, with ease and so this might seem like a strange card to come up for where do I find my strength and I always really enjoy when people pull quote-unquote negative cards in positive positions and what that means is that you're being forced to look at the image and find these varying ways of relating to it that express what a symbol does which is it's very multifaceted it is it's not ossified into one pure expression but rather many different ways of interacting relating and working with it so the king of cups in its reverse if you were to just be very uh, literal about it it's a negative expression now the king of cups reversed your strength is maybe being like totally emotionally imbalanced it's like that's not where we want to go We want to understand what does it mean for strength to be found in the King of Cups reversal, which might speak to experiences that this person is having right now of not being able to handle all of the difficulties that life is throwing their way. And when that's happening, whatever they're struggling with, it's causing an emotional turmoil. It feels like you're trying to navigate through these choppy waters and your boat might turn over and sink at any given moment, you know? So there's this feeling of uh, the ground not being safe underneath your feet. And where before you might've had this sense of balance or ease, or I'm on top of this, um, I'm in control. Now control is gone and what comes to mind for me and how to begin to work with this is that strength is going to be found in the hardship right now strength lies underneath the surface of the the real and raw experience of not having your shit together feeling like your emotions are going haywire Um, not knowing how to relate to people right now, where before you felt like you had the energy, the ability to take anything that, that was really coming your way. 
If now you feel completely incapable, that is very, very, very important. And often I think we're presented with these challenges, these difficult moments, because there's something really deep that's trying to be revealed inside of us. Um, the invitation of the, of the neuroses, essentially, what is our psychopathology expressing? What is at the heart of the soul that it would begin to distort in this way? And so if you've had, especially a, a strong narrative, because I would think with the King, there's something that's very established here. There's a, an ordering principle that's been ruling and probably ruling pretty well or maybe it's been in decline for a while. But essentially, there's there's some aspect that you identify with that has to do with your emotional capabilities, your um, that kind of inner strength that you have, especially to take on a lot of responsibility and to take care of others and hopefully yourself, that feels to be crumbling. And although that might not feel like a strength, and on the surface, it's easy to point out why that is not. To me, the card is a challenge to meet this uh, struggle, to meet this dynamic. And by moving with it, by kind of opening the door and really asking yourself, what is causing this disunity with myself? What is causing my lack of ability to handle all the different aspects that you once could. And sometimes there's this natural process of crumbling, of falling apart that is happening that is in greater service to a development or a change that really needs to happen. But it's not going to unless that main orientation to life is destroyed. You know, that's the killing of the king or the death of the king in the fairy tale or even the burning of that kind of figure in many alchemical images. It's like we need to sacrifice this this orientation to life that has ruled us and has become outdated. And the more that we resist that process, <laughs> the more that we are going to be at conflict with ourselves. Maybe the more you're going to have these intense dreams of being chased or shadowy monsters or who knows, like intense unconscious imagery coming up. And when these things aren't addressed, they will continue to manifest in the body they will continue to manifest in our emotional states. They'll continue to manifest as these nagging thoughts that we can't get rid of, anxiety, depression, you know, strange pain in the body, all these different things, right? So where do I find my strength? It's, it's somewhere lying hidden underneath this dynamic that feels maybe almost impossible to handle and the facing of that does require, you know, a, a willingness and a kind of courage. And that can be difficult to muster when I, when I think we're feeling some of these aspects that the King of Cups reverse can offer us, which is that you, the strength and energy that you once had now feels like it's lost to you 
or you suddenly feel like you're drowning under the the waves of intensity and that's a very very difficult place to be and yet if it can be met and worked through there's some deeper element that will be born that will rise into consciousness and become this new source of strength so with that in mind I think what comes up next just by naturally moving through this card is what what's in shadow here that's impacting the situation and that can indicate something that's been ignored some part of your experience that you're not paying attention to, some part that's been split off that might be part of the cause of that King of Cups reversed. And, okay, so I draw the Magician. The Magician is a major arcana, so we're dealing with a kind of powerful archetype of kind of a, a, on the one hand, a kind of magician wizard figure, and on the other hand, the trickster the the magician in the tarot is a card of, of of a subtle power and at the same time absolutely a transformative power and when i think of where is strength where is my strength and the magician comes up it's this ability to be in contact with the dynamics of the outer world and the dynamics of the inner world and be the vessel or be the conduit to allow those to come together and feel that you can meet these dynamics, draw upon the, I don't know, the strengths within you or the, the different skill sets, um, where to be soft, where to be strong, where to push, where to receive. There's a there's a powerful, powerful sense of awareness that comes with the magician. And he's a really great figure of being uh, kind of like the alchemist. And so being this master of many worlds, I think that this is knowing that you can draw upon a lot of dynamics to create um, a new uh, inner state to shift the environment that you're in to alter transform the the aspects of your life that do not feel like they're working you know because when the magician comes up it's like magic can happen and sometimes we feel so disconnected from our ability to influence our environment our ability to create our ability to make things happen to feel like the master of our own destiny and the magician to me is that ability to manifest that in a conscious way that isn't always straightforward you know the the magician is working at his table with all the different images or symbols from the minor arcana and so there's a little bit of this happening i'm taking a little bit of that we're doing some mixing here there needs to be a sense of creative possibility and the blending of many different options and allowing that to flow from you and then back out into the world so as i mentioned this card is sort of like what's in shadow here that's partly um, giving us some further information or further details from the King of Cups, but also maybe pointing to 
maybe the sources of some of the struggle. And so seeing the magician in shadow to me is, it feels like that archetype of potential has been split off. It's been cut off. It's something that does not feel like your yourself in any means. And for this individual, I would begin to prompt them to consider what do these themes of creation and transformation and impact mean to you? And has there been a point in your life where you feel like you've owned that? Is there a sense that you've, you've never really had that? And if so, why? Because when we're dealing with the shadow, we're, we're in the realm of not necessarily knowing how to integrate. And yet at the same time, the, being able to integrate these things will allow for that shift or change or development that you've been looking for. But there's the facing of some difficult aspects that have to happen first. Why is this disowned within you? What does it feel like to step into that kind of power? And if you've been feeling powerless, go back to a time that really represents powerlessness for you. Consider something that is very energetic, very alive in the psyche when you consider where you might have lost that, or maybe there's a sense that you've, you've never owned it. And if that's the case, it's like entering into the image of the magician and allowing it to work upon you so that it can begin to draw forth this uh, quality of potential, of powerful consciousness, of the transformative powers that he really embodies and allowing that to feel like something that can be yours, giving yourself permission and playing with it, you know, a little bit of lightness and allowing a relationship to build to these dynamics. Because when, when we're dealing with shadow, it's never easy to say, okay, I recognize this. I integrate it. I'm good. I'm moving forward. It's, um, it's a, a push and pull. It's a tug of war. It's, uh, sometimes you almost have to fake it till you make it. And that's actually a recognition that these points of development happen in stages happen in layers and we have to be patient. So consider what this means for you. Where do you lack the elements of the magician in your life? How can you invite that in? When did you lose it? Why have you never felt like you've owned it? And when I think there's one more card that I'd like to draw um, to round out this reading considering these two that we have, um, practical ways to move forward. You know, sometimes the cards are not the most helpful in giving us really literal <laughs> interpretations that can be applied in very practical ways. But I think if you know how to work with the cards, you can draw that out and get a little bit out of the symbolic interpretation and into something that's a little bit more grounded in reality. So that mind last card, how to practically move forward, given the King of Cups in reverse, given the magician in shadow and, um, the four of pentacles 
pulled for this card or for this position. So the Four of Pentacles, I'm using the Rider Waite Smith deck, if you want to look it up, shows this figure who's sitting kind of hunched over, grasping onto one pentacle, stepping on two of them, so one under each foot, and one sort of sitting atop his crown. This card being partly the number four, so getting into the number symbolism, structure, stability, grounding, already is a nice response to this question, how to practically move forward. It's about finding some stability and going a little bit deeper with it being the four of pentacles. So we're in the earth element here. We're in the sensate realm. We're in the kind of immediacy and the need of the dynamics of outer reality that press upon us. And with the four of pentacles, it's sometimes looked at in this miserly way. He's too conservative. He holds himself back too much. There's this feeling of, of restriction that you can kind of feel as you look at this image and sort of see each pentacle held very, very close. And the first thing that comes to mind is if you're trying to find strength through some conflict, through that King of Cups reversed, and you're dealing with possibly shadow dynamics of a lacking of, of personal power and the feeling that you can change an environment that feels maybe unchangeable, then the four of pentacles as a practical advice says that you need to feel a sense of safety in oneself to begin this work. You need to have resources to enter into shadow. You need to not feel like you're, um, you know, barely keeping your head above water. Rather, you need to find a bit of that solid ground first so that you have maybe not only the the energy to do something like this, but the resources, emotional, mental, energetic, relational, whatever it might be, to enter into a situation that will probably demand a lot of you. And so that nature of the four of pentacles to be conservative, to be prudent, to not spend all of your money, all of your pentacles, all of your resources is very, very important. So in what ways do you need boundaries? In what ways do you need to hold back a little bit? It might even seem and challenge you that the ways that you need to drop those boundaries might feel that it's, oh, I'm being selfish by doing this. Someone who's always depended on me needs that. And so I have to give it, or, you know, it might not be an individual, it might be dynamics at work, might be um, relational dynamics, whatever it is. It's really looking and seeing where you're spending those resources and beginning to draw them inward back to the introverted space so that energy libido can flow to the inner realm and it can be energized enough to feel that you can take on the task of writing the king of cups back in place so often doing this kind of deep work or being in places of instability um is is challenging 
because it, partly to, to get out of it, you need to have the, as I'm mentioning, resources to get through it. And so it can almost feel like you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. Like I need to do the work and I don't have the energy to do the work. And I think when that happens, it's sometimes okay to admit that to yourself and maybe just look inwardly for some of that energy and, and shifts to happen. You know, maybe the the subtle um, things that need to change can begin to happen in the unconscious just by consciously recognizing it and inviting it forward. So pay attention to your dreams. You know, are you noticing anything that's beginning to shift? If you're unable to put up those boundaries right now, if, if life has certain demands that you have to meet, I think that there are still small places inside of ourselves where those even just the attitude towards a situation can shift and and it's incredibly surprising how much space can be created when our attitude towards some part of ourself or some part of a situation has a shift and and suddenly you feel like you've got um, a little bit more to work with so it doesn't have to look like something practical in the outer world if that doesn't feel possible, but consider truly what this shoring up of resources is, where you can be a little bit more prudent, where you can hold back a little bit and build up those resources to move more slowly into this work. And I would maybe also recommend... Um, you know, what's coming to mind is the podcast episode that we did on somatic experiencing and like a really big, important foundational element to um, SE therapy, somatic experiencing therapy is recognizing that in many ways, when we are emotionally dysregulated, when our nervous system is dysregulated, we don't have the resources to face these sometimes really intense challenges and sometimes just like pretty normal challenges in life. And when that happens, we, we have to move slowly into the nervous system. We have to, um, be gentle as we enter into that space and begin to release some of that energy that's stuck. We don't dive headfirst, plunge into the depths. And I think maybe that's what the King of Cups reverse might speak to as well. Usually this king has the ability to sit on top of the, the shore and watch it. Sometimes maybe he dives into the depths like it, this is his realm. You know, he's like a mermaid. He, he can move in it and through it as, as much as he pleases, but there's something there in that ability that's been affected. And so allow yourself to move slowly, to find a sense of internal safety, to mediate the experience little by little so that you don't become overwhelmed, so that you don't uh, feel like you're drowning under the weight of whatever is really going on. Thanks to my patron for submitting this question. If you're interested in joining my Patreon, you will gain access to the Divination's submission form at any level that you pledge. I will leave a link in the episode details. Thanks for listening. See you next time.